Thank you for choosing to listen to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. Each of these messages were given by various faculty, staff, and friends of Emmaus Bible College. To view each series as a whole or for more information about similar Emmaus ministries, please visit concerninghim.com. We're in Joshua chapter 4 and continuing to look at the crossing of the Jordan River. Uh, We've seen the miracle of the crossing of the Jordan in chapter 3 and then here in chapter 4, the memorial stones uh, that were put into place by uh, 12 different individuals from the 12 tribes of Israel, and Joshua puts together a memorial in the midst of the river. Uh, At the end of our last session, we saw finally uh, at the very end, the priests carrying the ark come up out of the Jordan uh, River, and then we read in verse 18, And it came about when the priests who carried the ark of the covenant of the Lord had come up from the middle of the Jordan, and the soles of the priests' feet were lifted up to the dry ground, that the waters of the Jordan returned to their place and went over all its banks as before. Now remember, this is the Jordan River at flood stage at this time would have been, you know, a mile wide or something like that. And it would have been all of the area 15 miles north of uh, the place where Israel was crossing all the way down to the to the uh, Dead Sea, and suddenly the waters are allowed to continue, and so I'm sure it just sort of gushed through uh, all of this area. It would have been quite something to see for the people of Israel. Now, in this session, we're looking at verses 19 through 24, and I'll read that uh, starting in verse 19. Now, the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th of the first month, the tenth day of the first month, and camped at Gilgal on the eastern edge of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they had taken from the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. And he said to the sons of Israel, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever." It's a great little passage. A lot's going on here. Uh, Let's pray as we begin today. Father in heaven, we thank you for the miracle of the crossing of the Jordan River and ask that you would continue to give us insight as we study through uh, Joshua chapters 3 and 4. We thank you for your great love and that you keep your promises, not only to the people of Israel in Joshua's time, but to those of us who have trusted in the Lord Jesus Christ today. It's in his name we pray. Amen. So the first thing to notice here in verse 19 is that we are given both a time referent and a geographical indicator in this verse uh, as far as when this is happening and where this is happening. Now the people came up from the Jordan on the 10th or the 10th day of the first month and camped at Gilgal 
on the eastern edge of Jericho. Last time, uh, we read from Exodus chapter 12, talking about the festival of unleavened bread and the Passover. You might remember in Exodus 12, we read that the unleavened bread festival was a seven-day period starting on the 14th day of the first month. So God is bringing the people into the land of Canaan almost exactly 40 years after the exodus uh, had occurred from Egypt. And just at the time where they will celebrate the festival of unleavened bread and the Passover. And actually in chapter 5, we will see the celebration of the Passover uh, within the camp of Israel. So they're coming through on the 10th day of the first month. This is the, the uh, Hebrew month Nisan. Uh, it uh, usually corresponds to late April, early May uh, on our calendar. And this is the first month of their year. Uh, we also are given a geographical indicator here. They camped at Gilgal. Uh, this is a site which we've never heard of before. If you're reading through the biblical text from Genesis to Joshua, now when you get to Joshua, you haven't heard anything about this Gilgal yet. Uh, but it gives us, the, the author gives us a reference as to where this is. It's on the eastern edge of Jericho. So in the uh, Jordan Rift Valley, down toward the area of the Dead Sea, uh, just at the base of the Jordan River here, where they've just crossed, on the eastern side of the city of Jericho, which would have been a massive city for this period in time. And then in verse 20, we're told, these 12 stones that the 12 men had taken up from the middle of the river... These 12 stones, which they had taken from the Jordan, Joshua set up at the Israelite camp at Gilgal. So the site of Gilgal is sort of the base of operations for the invasion of the land of Canaan. And these 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan River are set up here at Gilgal as a memorial. Then in verses 21 through 24, we have really one of Joshua's first speeches in the book of Joshua that's given. We, we see some smaller ones that he gives to the two and a half tribes, some things that he says to different individuals, but this is really the first extended speech that Joshua gives. And uh, let's read it together. He said in verse 21 to the sons of Israel, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, what are these stones? We saw from Exodus chapter 12, the same thing. Uh, God was telling Moses and Moses was telling the people the reason for the festival of unleavened bread and the Passover as a uh, lasting uh, year after year memorial was to help future generations understand about the greatness of the Lord and what he had done. So Joshua is saying the same thing. When your children ask their fathers in times to come, saying, what are these stones? Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. 
So fathers were to be ready to give their children instruction about what the Lord has done. Now, there are some very important lessons to be learned uh, just here in these short verses about the way that parents and perhaps fathers in particular should interact with their children. Fathers have the great responsibility, and parents in general as well, of communicating truth about who God is to their children, to their families. So often, I think today, uh, parents just sort of take for granted that maybe this will happen by, you know, sending their kids to Sunday school or to uh, uh, Bible clubs or um, camps or things like this. But parents really have the primary responsibility for training up their children in the knowledge and understanding of the Lord. And so Joshua here addresses specifically fathers, the fathers of the people, to be able to uh, know how to address and teach their children uh, about what the Lord is like through this event. He says in verse 22, Then you shall inform your children, saying, Israel crossed this Jordan on dry ground. For the Lord your God, verse 23, dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you had crossed, just as the Lord your God had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed. Notice what, what Joshua is, is doing there. He is uh, taking the event that's happened just now during the book of Joshua with the crossing of the Jordan River and connecting it to God's miracle in the crossing of the Red Sea. Because a lot of these uh, people would have been too young to really remember well that event. And so he even says, the way that he uses the pronouns here, the Lord dried up before you this Jordan River, just as he had done to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us. So there's sort of a contrast here between you and, and us. Um, and the difference being the former generation, the older generation, and now this younger generation that is coming into the land of Canaan. I don't think we should be so rigid as to uh, say that the people he's addressing were not alive during the time of the Red Sea crossing. I simply think they were uh, maybe too young to really understand and know, and even some of them to remember what had occurred through that crossing of the Red Sea. And then in verse 24, he brings it all together with this purpose statement that gives us really the, the heart of God. What is God doing through all of this, both in the Red Sea crossing during the time of the Exodus and the crossing of the Jordan during the time of the conquest in Canaan? He says in verse 24, so that all the peoples of the earth may know that the hand of the Lord is mighty, so that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Now, this is a similar response to, if you look back at Exodus chapter 14, after the people of Israel crossed through the Red Sea, the people feared the Lord greatly as a result of that miracle. Joshua says, 
This is why the Lord has done this here, so that you can remember his power, his greatness, that you might fear him forever, but not just Israel. He says, so that all the peoples of the earth may know. God's desire is really to proclaim his glory and might and power to the ends of the earth so that everybody can know the greatness and glory of the Lord. And the wonderful thing about this is when we continue to read, this is the end of chapter 4, but if we jump into the first verse of Joshua chapter 5, listen to what it says next. Now it came about when all the kings of the Amorites who were beyond the Jordan to the west and all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard how the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan before the sons of Israel until they had crossed, that their hearts melted and there was no spirit in them any longer because of the sons of Israel. So this verse shows that the previous verse, the, the intention of the Lord in communicating his power to all the peoples is being accomplished. The kings of the Amorites and of the Canaanites are hearing about what happened in the crossing of the Jordan and they're terrified because of the might and power of this God. God does incredible things. The entire purpose here of the crossing of the Jordan River was uh, several points. There are several reasons why. First of all, it was to be a sign to Israel that the promise that he had made to drive out the kings of the Canaanites, he was going to fulfill. Then, in addition to being a sign to the present generation, the way that the Lord used the stones was so that it could be a memorial for future generations to teach them about the Lord's power and might and character. So not only is the Lord instructing the present generation and making a lasting impression on them, he's going to use that generation to influence the next generation so that they will understand his power and greatness. And then even beyond that, his greatness displayed outside of Israel, through Israel, to every other nation, so that all the peoples of the earth might know the greatness and glory of God and fear him forever. The Lord demonstrates his might in manifold ways here in this chapter. Have you experienced the greatness and the glory of the Lord through his word? It's my prayer as we continue to study that his power will continue to be revealed. Thank you for listening to the Emmaus Radio Ministry Podcast. This ministry is possible because of the generous contributions from our partners around the world. For more information about partnering with us, please visit emmaus.edu partner.